shotgun, Dalvin Cook to his left, third and goal from the four. Kirk takes the snap, looks right, fade left, end zone, and it is caught! Touchdown! Field. A touchdown. Amazing decision by Kirk Cousins. He saw the all-out blitz. He knew he had Rudolph one-on-one with the corner. Rudy! And just threw the jump ball. Oh, what a beautiful throw. Bonjour, San Francisco, and au revoir, New Orleans Saints. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter, near side to the 40, and John Sullivan runs him down at the 47-yard line. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe what I just saw. Looking at that play, he should have just held on to it, Paul. He should have. He could have easily gotten five or six yards if he would have just pulled that thing down and dove forward. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Well, Merry Christmas, NFL fans. The presents are all under the tree, and tonight they'll be unwrapped for three hours. Leave it to the NFL to spend three hours on anything. And we will lick it up. I know it's not really a cool thing to lick much these days in the pandemic era, but tonight we will. The three-hour special will roll out, but, you know, sometimes before mom and dad wake up, you just can't help yourself. You find the coolest-looking present under the tree, and you take a peek. And we got a couple peeks today from those in the know. And uh, the Minnesota Vikings will be in New Orleans on Christmas Day. Christmas Eve on Bourbon Street. Love it. Sports Talk with Craig and John. Fox Sports 98.1. AM 1230 and KWSN.com. I'm John Gaskins. Uh we're going to play a game we played not too long ago since we don't know the, the schedule, but we know which teams the Vikings will play. We're going to put the opponents in a hat, stir it around, randomly pick teams. It's fun. And uh, see how the Vikings will do. We'll go win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. I did it with Craig about a month ago, but hey, it's schedule day. And we don't know the full schedule yet, so we're going to do it again right now. Because I couldn't think of anything new to do. Actually, I could. I could think of something new to do. The Vikings' best path to 16-0. and but I got distracted by other things today, so we're going to do the hat thing. And we're not doing it with Craig today. He had his tooth pulled, so his mouth is a little sore. And, uh, you know, I'm just guessing wherever he is, it's the best Craig Maddock has ever sounded in his life. That's a joke. Hope Craig is doing well. He's back tomorrow. In his place, in the studio... In downtown Sioux Falls, he's the head basketball coach at the University of Sioux Falls, Chris Johnson. Yeah, the lounge likes it. <laughs> that's, that's good. The, 
That's the best uh, intro I think I've ever gotten. It's good to have you in here. Uh, always wanted to make this happen, and uh, I'm glad circumstances led it to happening today. Uh, you have been, always been one of our favorite guests because you do what you should do in this business. Uh, what, what we do in this business, or should do, is you tell it like it is. You, you are brutally honest. Uh, your opinions are colorful, usually unfiltered, um, and... Uh, and entertaining. So I'm excited to talk sports with you for the next three hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. I mean, this is kind of my wheelhouse. You know, that's the first thing my wife said. Well, he could go on and talk sports for more than three hours. So, And uh, I've known for a long time that I have a face for radio. So this is a perfect setting for me to talk sports. Okay, be honest. When did you hatch that joke? When did you think of that? Today? About an hour ago. Okay, there you go. Not bad. You're <laughs> off and running. You're off and running and you were prepared. That's impressive. Um, so... Yeah, so you're a good talker, which, you know, a lot of coaches have to be. Um, but it, what have we had? We had you actually on as a guest yesterday yep. about 530. But for those who weren't listening at that time, don't listen to all three hours of the day. Haven't checked out the podcast at the Marv's Body Shop podcast page at KWSN.com. Um, I mean, what the hell has life been like for you? You're not in your office, and you're not out on the road recruiting, even though there's a recruiting season, and you've grown a big, long lumberjack beard. Yes, I got the Duck Dynasty going right now. Um, I, I just said right away, I'm not shaving until I can go back to work. I didn't realize at the time, you know, when they first pulled us back, I thought, well, a week or two, right? I guess yeah. I was really naive. Sure. And then as you read, you're like, well, I might be shaving in August. Um <laughs> You know, I, I, we've been busy, you know, because you're just like everybody else that's working from home. Now you're teaching your kids some school. Now my wife mm -hmm. does more of that than I do, admittedly, and I know she's listening, so I need to make sure that I say that. Uh, yes. But you're doing that. Now all of a sudden you're doing recruiting via Zoom, which I'm an old, old coach now. You know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm 44. Oh, my guys so think I'm 84. But <laughs> right. In, you know, I had to learn the technology. Thankfully, both of my assistants are younger guys than me and could help me through that. Um, in some ways, we've communicated with recruits far more right now than we would have. Yeah. Because there's nothing else to do but to call recruits. Sure. You know, either, you know, right now I should be on the floor working out guys, you know, that are coming back for next year. And, and we're not doing that. So we have more time. But it's a little bit different to do it you know, across a computer screen than it is in person or to go out to eat with them or to do those types of things. But I've been on the phone more in the last month than I'd care to be, uh, to be brutally honest. I'm not a big phone Well, guy. maybe more than they would care to be as well. I mean, yeah. do you kind of worry about, I'm sure it's always kind of, not a worry because you're, you know, you're a veteran at this, but you've, you've learned plenty of tricks of the trade, but even more so than usual, do you kind of have to keep tabs and have the exact feel on how much is too much intrusion for, for sure. You, you figure out real quick. Some guys love to talk on the phone. Yeah. Other guys, you're going to call, and you're never going to get them on the phone, and they're going to text you 10 seconds after you <laughs> called them. You know the phone was in their hand, and they'd rather text you. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's our job to figure out what they want out of the recruitment process. So, sure. no doubt, like, you, you have to be flexible uh, as you're going through this. And, uh, you know, when you have three guys on our staff and everyone's calling. You got to make sure we're organized so we're not calling the same kid, you know, back-to-back -back no days or yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah. And you know what? I The thing I would miss the most that you just mentioned was the uh, meals out. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got a per diem and stuff, don't you? So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we go to nice places when they come in to visit on official visits and we feel like that's all we do is eat. And... <laughs> 
you know, five, six years ago, I was all about that. I've yeah. tried to change that a little bit, <laughs> yes. as people know. And, and so it gets harder. Uh, now what I found is hardest is being just being at home. Yeah. There's food everywhere. I don't have food right. in my office. And yeah. so it's been a harder deal over the last six weeks. But I definitely miss going out to the restaurants and surfing. Ah, I, um, I uh, yeah, disclosure, I don't mind sharing about myself. Uh, I used to be a little embarrassed by it's stuff that you really don't want to tell people. But I, uh, I, I, I once was a rush chair for a fraternity in college. I hope you don't think less of me <laughs> no because comment. I was a frat boy. But uh, I did that, and that's recruiting. That is all recruiting, and that is all yeah, doing the same thing. It seems you know, a little bit weird, but it's basically going on dates with the young men about to go to college, and you're trying to convince them. I mean, it's, it's, they're dates. Yeah. And uh, you better, you know, and, and the eating good food part is fun, but yeah, I gained about 15 pounds because it's the same thing. Oh, yeah, I'll take the Italian nachos and then the full pizza and... Yeah, and then you got to look at them and go, "Hey, when you get here in the fall, I'm not going to take you out to eat every night." And we're, you know, <laughs> life's not going to yes. be quite as rosy, yes. right? You got to go to class. You got to do all these other things. Right. But, uh, the recruiting process itself is yeah. is fun. When that becomes not fun, probably in the wrong profession. At no that kidding, because that's our lifeblood. No, ki- yeah, I don't think people really understand or grasp that. That uh, you, you, and you do a lot of it even during the season. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to get, get. I know you got game plans ready, but I mean, yeah, we're out on, during the week all the time. Uh, I'm a pretty good coach, and we have good players, and yeah. vice versa, right? It reminds me of uh, I used to cover at Nebraska women's basketball coach. His name was Paul Sanderford. Uh, he had been at Western Kentucky, and they had taken him to the Final Four, and. Uh, we all we all thought that the that he was going to take Nebraska to the Final Four didn't happen. But he said uh, one of his great lines. Uh, he was Southern guy. He had the Lloyd big hefty fella had the Lloyd Christmas bowl cut and uh, Southern draw. He was very funny and self deprecating. And uh, you know whenever there was a big splash re- recruitment signing or a commit. He would say, yeah, she's going to make me a great coach. I mean, he would always say that. So yep. understand where the bread is buttered. So I've passed you along the hat. Uh, Chris Johnson, University of Sioux Falls men's basketball coach, is filling in for Craig today. I was going to just ask you, didn't have a chance to do this before the show started. Obviously, you're okay with touching my hat where my head has been. Uh, you're in studio where Craig has not been lately. But uh, but they, I'm, I'm glad they've allowed yeah. you to be in here and you're comfortable with it. We're about six feet apart. But anyway, what Chris has a hat, and uh, it's my Husker basketball hat. I'm the only person on the planet that owns one. <laughs> you and Tim Miles. I love the logo, and I think it looks cool. Yep. Miles still? I wow. wonder if he's still. <laughs> good point. Good point. Um, and uh, it has the opponents. It's going to have the all the opponents for the Minnesota Vikings this year. And, uh, again, we'll learn tonight of their exact schedule, who they're playing and when. And, of course, it's all subject to change. The NFL might not start on time. It might be moved back a month. We might not play all these games. But the NFL is operating as if everything is a status quo. And, and we do know two things about the Vikings schedule before we start here. Is, one, the first four weeks of the season will be AFC versus NFC purposefully done, I'm guessing, because those are the sacrificial lamb games. If we miss up to four games on the schedule, that preserve all the division and conference games so we can determine tiebreakers and whatnot. Um, so the Vikings have the AFC South. This is my understanding off Twitter, which never lies, is uh, there will be uh, all four of the first four Minnesota Vikings games 
will be against the NFC South teams. They're playing that entire division. And so we've got those four teams in the hat to start. We know they're playing the Saints on Christmas Day, so I guess I better write that down and just make a note of it when we get to Christmas, which might be at 4 o'clock. This might take a while. But Chris Johnson and I, big Vikings fan, by the way, left uh, buried that lead. I think yep. most people know you're from the Twin Cities. Yep. Huge Vikings fan. Any, anything Minnesota sports. Twins, Wolves. You didn't go rogue and become a Yankee bandwagoner or anything. I mean, I, I, mean, I have a Minnesota North Stars hat on right now. It's so, great. I mean, if that tells you anything, I'm, it, I'm Minnesota the core. It looks like a John Deere hat. It <laughs> looks great. So, um, hardcore fan of all these teams, which also makes him a very um, solid, incredible, uh, fit right in co-host. So, here we go. Uh, we're going to roll through. The Viking schedule as randomly selected out of a hat by Chris Johnson. Now, the hat right now just has four teams, the four teams that the Vikings supposedly will be playing in their first four weeks if they play those games. So let's go. We're going to determine the Minnesota Vikings record because I think you would agree as a guy who schedules games, when you play teams matters. Absolutely. I mean, you, even within your league, yeah. you play... Like, we always play Southwest twice before Christmas. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, they're better in the second semester. We're all better. Yeah. But what happens if somebody gets hurt in the first semester? And yeah. then, yeah. So, I, I yeah, I mean, I mean, it's always a when are you playing them? And, and that matters probably more than who you're playing. I'm trying to think of some of the better teams. Who's usually one of the powerhouses in your league? Mankato, Augie, you know, Moorhead. Yeah. And, um, you know, Northern, and, obviously. And Moorhead's traveling partner is who? Northern State. Okay, so that's a few. Okay, there, there you go. So one of those. So Northern State's the big dog. It's like if you play Northern State on Friday night and get beat up a little bit, win or lose, well, that next that next time might be kind of tough. You're yeah. gonna be you're gonna be beat up, and you have the long trip to Moorhead. And so anyway, it For matters sure. when you play teams. Here we go. Okay, uh, who is the Vikings' first opponent as drawn out of the hat by you? Uh, at the Colts. At the Colts. Yeah. I best got better get a calendar here. All right. Wow, that's a tough start. Win or lose. What do you think? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I'm going loss. With Phillip Rivers there, um, seems like Indy's um, on the right trajectory, maybe outside of the quarterback position. And when they sign a guy like that, man, that's going to be a tough one, I would think. Yeah, I can't really add or subtract anything to that. That's just... Uh, now, noodle arm Phillip Rivers, I think later in the season, that's a chance to win in Indianapolis. But right out of the gates, overall, they have a good roster. There's going to be a lot of energy there. Well, there are fans there. Yeah. That's why this conversation is so tough. <laughs> Maybe we have to have that stipulation. Let's just assume fans are there. Right. Should we? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I also know that when you're going to run against Philip Rivers and you got a bunch of corners that you can't name right yeah. now because you don't know who's going to play there, yeah. oof, that's scary. All right. Uh, okay, so they're going to lose to the Colts. We both agree. So we both have them 0-1. Week 2. Titans at home. Titans at home. Uh, I'll go win. Yep, I, I agree. Yeah, uh, especially if U.S. Bank Stadium has fans in it. That's a win. Uh, even at that, uh, it's probably a really good even game. Both teams like to pound the rock and milk the clock. Could be low scoring, but uh, if it's going to be tight, I'll go to the home team there. So Chris Johnson and I both have the Vikings 1-1. One one. Week 3. Uh, at the Texans. Yeah. I mean, I, Bill O'Brien's made a lot of bonehead moves to that roster, but Deshaun Watson is still there. Yeah, I this, think you just said it right there. Yeah, I mean, that's the yeah. that's where it starts. I I don't think they're winning that game. Wow, this is very un-Craig and John-like. Yeah. We're Let both me agreeing preface it with, I agreeing hope they win every game. Yeah, of course. I'm realistic. Yes, that's 
Good call. Criteria for the gig. In that chair. All right. Week four. Another AFC South team because, again, it's been reported we're going to have AFC versus NFC for each of the first four weeks. Uh, Jaguars at home. Jags at home. Uh, that's a W. Yeah, I mean, the Jags are trying to lose, aren't they? Yeah, well, I mean, they decided that Gardner Minshew was the guy they needed to roll with. Not that uh, they had better options. So, yeah. I guess you do what you got to do. But they didn't seem to even want to do much in the draft to try to move up or to get a guy. So uh, That'll be in uh, late September if it goes on time, so it'll still be nice enough to all, for all the Vikings fans or the visiting Jags fans to wear their jorts in honor of Gardner Minshew. So. <laughs> That'll be uh, that'll be fun. All right, Vikings are two and two. We both agree they have uh, started the season with a loss at Indy, uh, a win at home against Tennessee, a loss at Houston, a win at home against Jacksonville. Again, these are randomly drawn out of, out of the hat to determine the order of the Vikings' two thousand twenty schedule. Something we won't be doing after tonight because we'll know all the games. All right, week five. Here we go. Now we've got the rest of the twelve games in the pot at Tampa Bay. Oh, they're not winning that game. <laughs> not a chance, <laughs> okay. in my opinion. I mean, at some point he's going to fall off a cliff, right? But it doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime soon. And I, I'll predict, uh, you know, we could, we don't have to, but we could toss in if maybe some of these games are going to be Sunday night or Monday night. That feels like a Sunday or Monday nighter to me anyway. Um, so let's just pretend that is. I don't think, I don't think any of the first four games are that special that they're going to be on Thursday, Sunday, or Monday. Although Thursday's always kind of random. So, I don't know. Let's get that out of the way. Like, just, it doesn't matter. They've got their Thursday game out of the way. I don't think that'll affect their record in those first four. All right, so they played Monday night, short week after going to Tampa Bay and losing to Brady and Gronk and the Bucks, week six. They, they get an easy one. Uh, Bears on the road. That's easy? They never win there. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky is still the quarterback for the Bears, so I'm going to go with that. That's a win. Uh, The problem is is Nick Foles is there now, so who knows if he's going (laughs) to turn into Superman again for a year. If if I had put together this Vikings path to 16-0 thing, uh, to uh, before the show started, uh, th- there is where I would say ideally you go to the Bears where you don't win often early. I mean, you want to play a lot of your tougher games early, but you want to do that one at Soldier Field early because maybe Nick Foles hasn't gotten in the groove yet. <laughs> right. So, but man, we, this is week six. This is, I think this is where we uh, branch off and disagree. Uh, you've got the Vikings at four and two after the win over the Bears. I've got them at three and three after the loss. Week seven. Falcons at home. Mm, that's a tough team to handicap because they were bad last year, but they're better. They have a better roster record than their roster, or better roster than their record. What do you think? That's a toss up, but it's at home, so I, I'll go with the win. I think between the Bears and the Falcons back to back weeks, they will not lose both games. You said win, right? Yep. So wow, you got the Vikings off to a five and two start. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's where I should be, but uh, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll go with it. That's the fun of drawing the names out of the hat. All right, we're yeah. almost halfway, uh, week eight. Uh, at the Packers. Oh, and right. this one's going to hurt my heart. This will be in October. I do not like the Packers, obviously, yeah. but I don't think they're winning over there. Uh, I think that's, uh, you know, that's, a, that's a Sunday night game, and fi- by October I think fans will be back. Uh, let's say a loss. I agree with you. You've got them five and three. I've got them four and four. Wow, we're going to re- really have to do a speed drill here, but we can do it. At the uh, Lions. At the Lions. Oh, let's not overthink that W. One. Yeah. Six and three and five and four. All right. And so you've got the Saints on there already, right? So We don't. Okay. 
at, uh, at the Saints on Christmas Day. Wow, these are, oh, okay. So yeah. set that aside. We'll set it aside. Set it aside, because that'll be the, I'm pretty sure that's the second to last game. Okay. So, okay, so that's week, that's game 15. Uh, Chris Johnson, USF men's basketball coach, we're taking uh, Vikings opponents of 2020 out of a hat, unlaying our own schedule for them, determining uh, what their record will be. And uh, you're going to believe us. It's like the weather forecast. You're going to take that umbrella outside with whatever we predict. Okay, uh, we have, where are we at? Nine games? Week 10. Cowboys at home. All right. Woo, that's going to be fun. That could also be a Sunday nighter because half the Cowboys games are on primetime every year. Yeah. I got, I got a loss there. Really? Well, mainly to even out the run where I said they were going to go to the Bears and win and win at home <laughs> okay. against the Falcons. Okay, so. I see what you're saying there. Uh, I'll have a win, so now we're both at 6-4. and four, And I think they'll beat the Cowboys. It's in Dallas, no way. It's in Minneapolis. Um, and uh, I guess Mike Zimmer hasn't gotten fired yet because he's 5-4. and four. Then, yeah, it's a young secondary, but by then Zim's secondary. He's a secondary coach. Maybe they have their act together. They'll be able to handle Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and all those guys. And, um, and Mike McCarthy's the coach. So And the Cowboys underachieve, it seems like, right? All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we both got them 6-4. Six, six games left, the dramatic conclusion. Here we go, week uh, 11. All right, at Seattle. Yeah. And you said there's fans in the stands, right? You said yeah, that earlier? I mean, by, That's a loss. By week 11, we're getting into November, and the weather's crappy, and this happens every year. They go to Seattle and lose. No different here. Six and five Vikings. Well, they're, they're going to be battling for a wild card. <laughs> week 12. We're used to that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bears at home. Eh, I'll go with the win there. I think the Bears will have fallen apart by then, don't you? Yeah, I got yeah. I got to I got to think. Well, I had him winning at the Bears, so I've got him right. at home for sure. All right, four games left, week thirteen. Packers at home. Mm. I'm taking a W on that one. I, I think they they find a way to split. Well, plus you're a Vikings fan, you can't possibly Not predict a chance. Two uh, yeah, it's tough to predict. Aaron Rodgers, Matt Lafleur, where the harmony will be there if it will be there. But the Vikings usually beat the Packers. Of course, this is all extraneous of uh, injuries and, you know, right. team strife and meltdown, and uh, it's like a video game. I'll, I'll give that a win. Three games left. Vikings 8-5. and five. They're in a good position here. Wow. Panthers at home. I, Teddy, 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 Teddy coming, coming home. home. I, I still think the Vikings are better. than. Yeah. I almost, you know, first of all, Mike Zimmer's going to cry for the first time on camera during the week, after the game. But I think he's competitive enough that he'll, that his yep. defense will have a little something for Teddy for that night. Not to get off track, but it's amazing how much he loves that guy. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's unreal because uh, yeah. he's not like that. And, no. But when you bring up Teddy Bridgewater's yeah. name, it's a different reaction. So we have the Vikings at 9-5. and five, and This is where we go to the Saints on Christmas and lose. Correct. And, okay. Uh, and then, uh, wow, 9-6, and six, probably on the precipice now. Now there's seven wild card teams, so there's... Still an opportunity here, but whatever the case is, this is a huge season finale. Lions at home. Wow! They're getting in the playoffs. Yeah, Mark it down. 10 and 6, Minnesota Vikings. There you go. That was fun. Get off track. We never get off track on this show. <laughs> and we're never, we're never behind time either. We're right on time. Uh, so, it's kind of a USF-themed start to the show. Chris Johnson is here to co-host in for Craig all show. And up next, guy we haven't checked in for a while. Uh, it's been a very interesting time for him the last couple of months. Uh, and one of our dear, dear friends of the show. A man who, if anyone can get through a pandemic, it's him. Because he reads and watches movies and TV like nobody else. He's Tom Frederick, the voice of the Cougars. At 4 o'clock, Matthew Collar, one of the Vikings' best 
writers and broadcasters uh, to go uh, more over these schedule possibilities on Craig and John with Chris Johnson. Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. Did you miss one of the awesome discussions or compelling interviews? Hear them back by going to KWSN.com. Click on Podcasts. It's easy and available anytime. KWSN.com. Click on Podcasts.